0: Hey, hey, this is Tracy Harrell, and you're checking us out on Bigger Than Me. And today we're going to be talking about leading with love. It's love is in the air. And I have two amazing guests with me. We have Miss Crystal Huge. Coach Crystal is back with me. And as you all know, I'm also, I'm a certified success coach through Success Magazine, and that's how I met Miss Crystal. And we are so aligned on how we help people that we decided to bond together, at least in the month of February. We'll see how it looks like after this, but we're so aligned. We're so focused on what we can do to help each of you to live your best, most successful, and most powerful year yet. And so we're continuing a conversation that we've had around leading Today, we're talking about leading with love, and we're building on the book, The High Five Habit, and a few other decades <laughs> of research around what it takes to be successful. So show us our wonderful guest. Miss Crystal, how are you? Hi, guys. Dr. Commodore, welcome, welcome. So Hi. we're going to have you do a quick introduction, Crystal. Tell us a little bit about who you are, and tell me why this topic today, leading with love, why is leading with love so important when it comes to people being
1: successful. Yeah. So thanks for having me on again. As a guest here with you guys, uh, I am Crystal Hughes. I am a coach with Success Magazine, certified coach and a founder of Inspire Your Why Coaching, as well as CEO of a real estate company. So leading uh, with love, it is just so important when we, when our hearts are full and we read with love, that we can live our most and best successful lives, love our people and impact our businesses with our hearts full. So I just love, and so this alignment that we've had here and being able to talk about this with Dr. Commodore today. And especially with, you know, Valentine's day, it's just so fitting, right?
0: Um, Dr. Melissa Commodore, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and why is this concept of leading with love? What does that mean to you?
2: Um, well, I am uh, Dr. Melissa Commodore. Um, I currently am the interim associate dean at Seattle Central College in Seattle, Washington. And this concept of leading with love is important to me. I did a dissertation and I'm on a, currently on a, my wholeness journey, which is a lifelong journey. And um, my dissertation was on uh, healing the leader from the inside out, healing the transformational leader from the inside out through love, forgiveness, and accountability. And so when, um, leading with love hits me, because that's where I believe when you can love someone, you can have compassion for them, the person that offender, and you can understand where they're coming from. And then that allows you to forgive.
0: I mm-hmm. love that. I love that so much. Crystal, there's a little rustling. And I don't know if you hear that, but there's some rustling happening on your side. Just okay. FYI. So, um, you, you and I, we had an amazing weekend. Was it two weekends ago now? Well, we talked about this very thing. We talked about the importance of loving but also forgiving. And so leading with love, this is just one of the things we're going to be talking about, but this idea of forgiving others and choosing to lead your life with love. Crystal, you've had some personal breakthroughs, I think, with this idea of saying, you know, I'm going to choose love. I'm going to choose forgiveness and I'm going to make sure that the life that I lead is my best, right? Releasing yourself from any negative energy.
1: Tell us about that
0: just a little bit. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I think with all of us life happens and we get in relationship with other people and it's important to ask ourselves, you know, what's the relationship that we have with ourselves and other people. And we can tend to close our hearts, right? When we get hurt or, um, being vulnerable and when we have these experiences in life sometimes it stops us from being our true and best selves when we're closed off and we might miss an opportunity or a love that might be in front of us and we might say oh you know marriage isn't for me or or you know opportunity or right now isn't the time to focus on a relationship and I read a book called The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer and in addition to Mel Robbins, high five habit between the two books, I learned so much in it. One of the things that I learned is, and he has a saying, it says, nothing ever is worth closing your heart over. Michael A. Singer. And so when we can be open and we can learn to forgive others and forgive ourselves, and we don't close ourselves off, then we're more open to opportunity. And I personally had to do this and work through these things and find out when it's coming up and why and how we can, you know, move forward despite uh, the, you know, things that might have hurt our hearts. Right. Mm. And so, right. And so that's where forgiveness comes into play, where we can Grow into our best selves. Yes. I love it. I love it. So what, what's really
0: interesting for me is, let's mute Crystal when she's not speaking because that's a lot of rustling going on. Okay. Uh, so what's really exciting for me is the, um, the idea of saying things are going to happen in our lives, right? We know that negative things are going to happen. The idea of leading with love says when you release those things, right? When you let those things, not just necessarily let them go, but when you forgive the offender, right? And you decide that you're going to move forward toward the goal and also recognize that those things happened for you, not to you, right? And it's interesting because we just had a, I'm doing work around inclusion. And we'll talk about that a little bit more on on other shows, even deeper. But, you know, a lot of people have felt when you're not included, that feels like an offense. It feels like something happened to you. Right. And and what what we know to be true is when something does happen to you, if you're able to pause and get into a space where the um, the opportunity to show yourself to be. Forgiven, to be proud to be comfortable reconnecting with those conversations in order to change the future. Like my, my work, my business is called, it's all bigger than me consulting. And I call these bigger than me moments. It's not about being the better person. It's about saying it's bigger than me, which means it's bigger than me and it's bigger than you. It's bigger than us. Like together, we get to look at what the situation was, right? And we get to decide how to change it for the future, for the next Two individuals, or the next community, the next generation that has these experiences. How do we choose to make things better? And there's something so powerful about that. For me to be able to talk about leading with love and and inclusion in the same conversation, and really make sure that you're not changed. I think both of you just talked about keeping your heart open to love, keeping your heart open to change, keeping your heart open to being the one that's inviting people in to be a part of change. Crystal. Let's see how you sound now. What are your thoughts about this? So. Are you feeling good?
1: Is that better now? Yes. Okay. Sorry
0: about that, guys. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. So what's exciting is this, this opportunity to truly change others. Like, as you and I are on this journey to help others to live their best life, you said that you've been hurt in the past, right? There's things that you've, even from your own mother, from your own father, I mean, you've had some things that have been traumatic in your life, yet you've decided to move past. Do you want to talk a little bit about kind of how you said, you know what, I wasn't protected and I wasn't this, but now, you know, I'm going to help others. I'm going to be the protector. I'm going to make sure that this doesn't happen to others. And if it does, I'm going to showcase on how they can get to the other side. I mean, oftentimes we have to go through a little something, something, a little shenanigans, right? A little trauma in order to be crusaders for how we can make it better for others. Tell us about your journey.
1: So, so many people I think can relate to this, right? We've, a lot of us have had traumatic things happen to us. I think there's very far and few between people that haven't had those experiences. And I think what's really important is a, having that awareness, right? Awareness around what's happened to you and then seeking help. You know, it's not always the most attractive thing, but, you know, seeking help, getting therapy or seeking people around you to help you out and also really loving yourself, Because there's plenty of books and things where we can go back and parent ourselves, you know, the child, parent the inner self that we didn't get that parenting right. And to read books and learn ways to be able to say, okay, if we've had these situations in the past, how am I going to respond to them now? How am I going to allow myself to love fully by working through the process? And sometimes we don't always know, we think we've worked through something, and something comes up and it triggers us. And we just practice gratitude and forgiveness and respond appropriately. And that's what's really helped me get through these times is that I'm not the only one, right? Yes. We're not alone. And to, to the willingness to face these things and figure out where it comes from. And then love ourselves through it. And then real quick on that topic, the Mel Mel Robbins, the high five habit. She has these practices where when something comes up in our lives where we can say, I'm safe, I'm Mm. held, I'm okay. Right? And those are the things that I recommend for someone's listening to this right now. And maybe they're triggered about love, or they don't have someone in their life right now, or they're feeling closed off. Tell yourself that you're safe, and you're loved. Oh, my God, I love that so much. Yes, yes. So, guys, let me just talk to you real quick.
0: Here's what you need to know about love. Today does happen to be the Sunday before Valentine's Day, and there are a lot of people who have broken hearts from past experiences. I'm a success coach as well. Uh, I can be reached at com. This is what I do and what I love to do. And I actually spoke to someone today who was talking about, you know, a cycle that she was stuck in. And she said she was reflecting on a relationship that ended after, I guess, almost getting to the altar, almost making the declaration of how our life was going to change and how things are going to be different. And and she said it was three years ago. And she was still reflecting on it, still struggling with it, still going through some stuff that she found. She said she was moving and she found a box of stuff, you know, where he was, you know, some of his stuff. And, And she said she was still struggling with it. And part of, let me just say this, to put it out there part of that process is really knowing it was meant for you that that you had to have that experience in order to be where you are right now and if you believe that there's a universe or there's god or whoever you decide is 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 part of your belief system that that things are meant for your good that you get to decide What success looks like. Right. And one of the things I think that's so important when when we talk about keeping your heart open, we make sure that you guys understand that forgiveness is a part of that. But keeping your heart open right, is the win. I always say with the inclusion work, being in, that is the win. Deciding you want to be a part of change, deciding you're going to be on a journey for your. Improvement in 2022. Deciding that you're going to check in with yourself on a regular basis and high five yourself and celebrate yourself, like like Mel Robbins talks about in the High Five Habit. She talks about giving your pouring into yourself, loving yourself. How we high five other people, we celebrate other people, we do that all the time. But she recommends that we look ourselves directly in the eye, high five ourselves every morning, right, with an affirmation. I say that my story, the world needs my story. I also say that the work I'm doing. People are chasing me down for the work I'm doing. This is going to be the most profitable year yet for me because I'm actually charging for the work that I do, not just doing it for free, right? I'm creating a space where people love what I do because I get results. I do it and we have fun in the process, right? That's special. So really being able to talk about tough topics, but doing it in a positive, loving way, keeping your heart open is really about taking action that, that allows you to continue to move forward towards your goal. And so thank you, Crystal, for sharing that. And I can testify, Ms. Crystal, that you're doing the work. You're doing the work and you've been successful for others. Now, when you're struggling, which one of the reasons we have Dr. Commodore on is because she also, she's gorgeous, first of all. She's done her thesis on this concept of right, opening your heart and, and, and drive, driving change and helping others. But you also were open and shared with us that you are going through a breakup and there's part of your heart where you want to you're working on keeping your heart open. And each of us, even though we're amazing and doing a lot of great things, we're bringing forward to the universe work that we need to do. And Crystal talked about, you know, investment of time that she's going to make in her relationship and building trust in some of those other things. And I'm working through a number of different things as well. Tell us a little bit about where you are as it relates to love, Dr. Uh, Melissa Commodore.
2: Well, right now I'm on a, it's a, it's a 24 seven consciousness. So I have to constantly love that person. And that means praying for them, which helps me forgive them and understand it's not a flesh battle. I'm a Christian, so I believe in God. So I understand the scripture that says we fight not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities in high places. A lot of times it's not you. It's something inside of them. So it could have been you or Sally or Quanita, whatever. They would have done it to them because they're not healed. They're insecure. They have these jealousy tendencies. They have this hurt and pain. And what they want to do, people do sometimes is they put it on you. They're not being self-accountable, mm, right?
0: I love and it. so
2: when you know that you've had trauma done to you and you do nothing about it, then it becomes your, your problem your fault, because now you're affecting everyone around you. You're not getting the best out of life. You're not living abundantly. But I have to have love to be able to see that because my love is going to give me compassion to say, look beyond their actions and say, there's something wrong here. And it's not headed towards me. It's the light inside of me that you're probably not ready to see. You're not ready for that healing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to love, I'm going to understand why you're acting this way. I'm going to have to move out of your. The way I'm gonna take you out of my life because right now it's not healthy, but I'm not taking you out of my life hating you. I'm not taking you out of my life, not forgiving you. I'm understanding and that love that I have that God has for me, I'm gonna share with you no matter how hard it is. Sometimes you have to say, you know what, I forgive them. Every single second when that thought comes up. Mm. And so love allows you to be open and say, you know what? I'm gonna love you. From a distance, but I'm still <laughs> right? Right. I'm going to love myself and know that, you know what? You gave your heart and that's good because you're supposed to give love. You're supposed to share it. You're supposed to give it as much as you can, you know? And so love allows me to consistently, continually give my heart. And I learned to be protective of it, not build up walls, but to say, okay, I'll choose to be vulnerable with this one. And this one I cannot be vulnerable with because they're not there yet.
0: Mm, I love and it. And
2: so that's what love has done for me during this time. It's like consistently causing me to have compassion for that person and remind me, you know what, it's not against me. It might be against them seeing something great in me. I love it. And then not being able to, love to it. deal
0: with that. I love insecurity. it. Miss Crystal, do you I know you're a coach. You help all kind of amazing people. Any thoughts or words that you want to share with um Dr. Commodore on her journey?
1: Ooh, on her journey right now.
0: Yes. Is
1: you know, I know you're as we grow up the ladder in success, right. And, you know, you're, you're high up in, in one of the positions and it, it we get a little more choosy about who sits at the dinner table with us. Right. <laughs> and so I think that, I think that it's okay to be choosy, right. And us to, to fill ourselves in our hearts and validate ourselves. And, and since you're a Christian, you know, God is, is building that right man for you and molding him perfectly for you And um, I just love what you're doing with helping others. And so as we help others as coaches to remind ourselves to give ourselves that same grace and love back.
0: Yes, and I think that if no other lesson comes out of today, thank you, Crystal, for setting us up for success. If no other lesson comes out of today, make sure every day you're loving up yourself. That is the whole purpose, and I keep coming back to this book. I got to give Mel Robbins credit, and I was not planning to to to, to take this. It's a high-five habit. We're literally going to be doing five shows <laughs> on this topic that, that includes this concept of the high-five habit. So, Mel, just FYI, we understand that when you talk about doing this work, that this is the celebration. This is this is loving yourself. This is about creating a higher level of confidence, celebration, validation, optimization, optimism, as well as action. Action, action, action is the main thing. And so one of the things I love about this, and you all talked about opening your heart, um, she uses this term, you know, as it relates to the negative things that run through our heads. She says basically... I'm not going to think about that. Mm -mm. And so when you were talking about him, what what I see you saying is I'm not going to think about that. Like, I'm not going to invest any energy. We have to wisely manage our energy. Right. And so choosing not to think about that, not to invest energy in that, because you know what? That meant to happen. That was meant to happen. Painful. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. But how do I leverage that? for the next great thing that's going to happen in my life. Because I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to invest energy in you, right? But what I am going to do is I'm going to focus on loving myself up. And they talk about the, you know, the traumas that we have, some of the gaps that we have to fill. And I know as young, young kids, you know, we've all had some things. They say, you know, between the ages of five and eight is, is, is where we are most developmentally um, challenged, potentially, right? Things that happen within that timeframe are the things that oftentimes as adults, we have to come back and fill up. And so if you think about who do you want to love up, I'm loving up first grade Tracy, right? The, 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 she, she, she needs, I'm, I am such a loving, kind, generous person. And that's like literally who I am. I'm saying that because it's true. It's not bragging when it's true. <laughs> you like that? So like, that is like literally who I am. And so part of who I need to love up is me. Part of who I need to love up is, is, is first grade Tracy, right? Who, um, I think, needed some additional affirmations, right? And so if there's something in you that you've done some work and you realize that there's an opportunity for you to change and to develop and to grow, think about loving up yourself, pouring into yourself, and that's through a number of different things, right? Sacred pampering principles is what Debrina Jackson-Gandy likes to uh, call. She wrote a book called The Sacred Pampering Principles, and it's really about choosing to invest in yourself, Creating that quiet time in the morning, whether it's prayer and meditation, whether it's spending time in nature. You know, Deepak Chopra talks about, you know, also, um, you know, spending time with the infinite possibilities in the universe. Same concept of being silent and meditating and connecting with all the things that are possible. So that's really the best way, the best action item that you can do when it comes to this idea of leading with love. Right. Saying deciding what you're not going to connect with the negative things that you're just going to choose not to, you just have to say it. When they come in your head, you get to choose how long it stays there, right? If the conscious mind controls 99.996, I think it is, percent of your overall mind and your actual conscious awareness has that .004%, we just learned that through, through being a success coach. That means you get to imagine, you get to create. When you activate your imagination, that's when you get to create that new future, right? You get to decide what success looks like. And I hear some yeses. Okay, ladies, what do you got to say about that? Yeah. Crystal, what'd you say? I was
1: going to say that. Go ahead, Crystal. No, go ahead. You were talking first. I
2: I was going to say, that's one of the things I do that helps me forgive. Sometimes... things will come back in your head, whether you want to say it's the devil or your the, the the self <laughs> to say, hey, you remember this? You remember this? And then you start regretting and then you start imagining and then whatever you think, you will start becoming and then that can manifest itself because you'll start speaking it out. Your body's like a computer. Your mind will do anything to make that happen. And so when that those thoughts come in, you say, no, I have forgiven this person. It's not saying that you just, I just don't want to think about it. You deal with it. But then when you say, no, I forgive this person. No, that's not me. No, that's not who I am. And you have to sometimes say it out loud. I had sometimes Sometimes. in my work, say it out loud. No, I moved past this. You will not hold me hostage. And then I started imagining myself happy. I started when I was pregnant and I was done giving birth, I started seeing myself back to my itself again every single time I worked out I got right back to that weight because I saw it. if you can see it you can have it
0: I love it I love it the imagination we know is how we again it's like visualization it's it's the the idea of these affirmations you're intellectually rewiring the neurons in your brain Basically, you get to decide what your life looks like. Crystal, what are your thoughts about the importance of imagination and visualization and to to truly create the life that you want?
1: Well, visualization is so important, right, for people who are in the Olympics or um, famous chess players. I love to play chess. Right. I wrote a book called Winning in Real Estate. and It's all about strategy and seeing patterns. And so when we can really. You know, I think if we step back and we go using forgiveness as a strategy so that when these things come up in our life, that we don't create resistance, like Michael A. Singer says in his book, and Mel Robbins says that when these things come up, that we can have things in place where we say, I've done the work, I've forgiven, and I'm in a good place, and I'm safe, and I love, and I love myself, and I love others. So I think that's really important is, is actually doing the work and And not coming up to that resistance, we're going to all face that resistance, but say, oh, I'm not going to go there because I've already forgiven and I've done the work.
0: I love it. I love it. The idea of doing the work. We we say this every show and I got to keep saying it because I think if we're going to really all collectively make sure that 2022 is our best, most successful and most powerful year yet. The one thing we're going to leave every show with is that success is not a secret. Success is about taking action, consistent action, deciding what you want your future to look like, imagining it, creating it, and doing something about it, right? So that idea of the high-five habit, the idea of the affirmations, the idea of then taking an action that accrues to to that, when I think about me wanting to release 50 pounds, right? Fit Tracy likes to work out. Well, when Fit Tracy high-fives herself in the mirror, guess what she does a few steps after drinking some water, brushing her teeth, and doing the basics? She has to get on that bike. She has to go physically work out. She has to do the thing that we know is going to accrue to my goal. And what I love about Mel, this is what she says, after we've talked about trauma, we've talked about opportunities, one of the things she says in the book, The High-Five Habit, is you cannot change what has happened to you, but you can choose what happens next. That is is where the power is. You get to choose what happens next. We can't go back in history. The best you can do is recognize that that was for you. Whatever shenanigans, trauma, issues that have happened in the past, that too was for your good because now you get to exercise right, some, new, some new strengths. You get to show up differently and there's some power in showing up differently. So if you think about inequities, if you think about whatever it is, pretend that there's a positive solution that's out there for you. Right. She says the high five habit can change you. Keeping the right mental attitude is ninety nine percent of getting through anything. It's been proven. Cancer patients, like you said, um, Olympians, et cetera. Right. It's really about controlling and being that positive light, making it a habit to hand yourself, to celebrate, to encourage yourself, to move yourself through to the next step moving through to the next step so not being able to change what happened and really the 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 real space is not wanting to change what happened knowing that it was for your good you don't you can't be fearful and faithful full of fear and full of faith those two things don't align ladies what are your thoughts about this idea of being grateful for those bad things that happen now that's that's self-actualization that's part of maslow's hierarchy of needs Right. Once you've been able to really think about, you know what,
1: that, too, was for my good. Thoughts. Turn your lessons into blessings. Right. Use it as your foundation that it's meant for you to grow because it's never going to be comfortable. And the stronger that we become through those those experiences, we build mental strength and then we can apply the visualization of how how do we see ourselves forgiving and behaving and walking and talking in this beautiful light and living our most successful lives.
0: I love it. Now, there's another word that she uses and that we've used for three years as part of this show. And it's this concept of intention. I think I heard you say it, Dr. Commodore and and Crystal, you and I have had this conversation um, as well. So the idea of doing this initial high five right in the mirror, this idea of sharing with yourself these affirmations about what you know to be true about yourself, being intentional, taking intentional action, being intentional, meaning not just letting life happen. Not just letting thoughts come into your head and you, you're not a victim to those thoughts. They're going to come in. You hear me, people? Just, just so we're on the same page. You actually get to decide what thoughts remain in your head. The faster you go through that process, the faster you mm-hmm. decide, I'm not thinking about that. The faster you do. Can you imagine, Chris, did I, did I hear you? Did I get an amen from you, Dr. Melissa?
2: You got it, yeah. <laughs> I, I got a, a
0: double <laughs> dot, right? But the, the, the victory is how fast can you do it? I'm, I got a, I got a little action going on. Bam, right? As soon as something, sub- you know what? I'm not thinking about that. Nope, because today, right? She talks about waking up in the morning being very intentional. So this this high five habit, all that happens in the morning. We all talked about affirmations that happens in the morning, being clear on what you need to do. All that happens in the morning. If you go to sleep, but you also want to go to sleep, dreaming, imagining. You want to make sure you want to put your subconscious to work for you. So it's about morning affirmation, starting the day, intentional. But also when you go to bed at night, just spend some quality time imagining, visualizing, thinking about what that future is going to look like, what your intentional future is going to look like. You're the artist. You get to write on the wall what you want it to be. And then guess what? The universe is going to manifest opportunities for you. And and let me be clear. They're already happening. You just got to tune into them. There's this idea of filtering, which is what our conscious does. So once you decide, oh, this is already mine. Like I'm already fit, Tracy, and I'm still 100 pounds overweight. But I'm already fit, Tracy, because I've already decided, right? Mm -hmm. This is my future. I get to decide that. And so the quicker you jump yourself into those actions, right, that intentional thoughts and then an action to support it, doing that early in the day but also closing your night out, with that joy, that gratitude. I know, Crystal, you talk a lot about gratitude as well, that the the importance of being gracious, being gracious to others, but also being grateful for where you are and for what you're doing. Tell us about the science and why that is so important.
1: Well, gratitude, right, is the the moment that we feel upset or feel resentment or anger. You know, we feel this need to, to validate ourselves for the emotion that we're feeling. When we can come back to gratitude, and visualize like you said getting through cancer we can be grateful for the lessons in our lives that we're being taught and use that that can be the fuel instead of anger and resentment we can use gratitude as our fuel and the foundation um, and I think that the more that we're grateful and we act and, and walk and talk in that way, that the more opportunities in, in life come for us to help others and be blessed as well. So gratitude. And starting out in the morning, I mean, back to the visualization thing. One of the things that we coach as coaches, as success coaches, is this right again, this idea of possibility and belief in ourselves and belief to help other people believe in themselves. And so if we're visualizing at least maybe 10 minutes in the morning and maybe at night and we're practicing gratitude for ourselves, then we we can help become more intentional for the person that we want to become and behave in that manner. Not just think about who we want to become and visualize it, but actually act and walk and talk that way. Love it, Dr. Dr um,
0: Melissa Commodore. We love the Dr. Commodore. Yeah. That's just such a powerful name. So uh, Mel Robbins, in her book, The High Five Habit, talks about behavioral activation therapy, right? This is the neuroscience behind change. Can you give us like a two-minute, one-minute overview about your thesis and the action, the immediate action that people can take from what you described?
2: Okay. Well, the first action is to recognize this, the transparency level, and that's the healing level. That's the very first level. You have to recognize that you have been hurt. You can't put it under the rug, sweep it under the rug, and put it to the back of your mind anymore. And so you have to recognize this has happened. I have been hurt. This is how I feel. So if you're going through something, I went through something with someone. And at the end of it, I was like, I hate this person's guts. I might as well be truthful. (laughs) I hate them. I want them dead.
0: But (laughs) it was like that. (laughs) Was it like that? (laughs) me God, God.
2: <laughs> and then, you, know, you know, I'm waiting for even the wicked man to turn from his way. So that's not going to happen, Melissa. So it's just <laughs> actual, it's realizing, being transparent in a safe place with safe people um, saying that this happened to me. It was downright dirty. I don't like them and feeling it all out as ugly, and as nasty as you possibly can get it because you want to get it out of you. And then from there you start understanding, okay, this happened to me. What happened? What caused this to happen? What was, it has compassion on the other person. Why did they do this? Like, why did they harm me in such a way? And they have a story, believe it or not. And so understanding their story, that helps. And people are like, I don't care. But if you heard their story, I promise you, you'd be like, oh, man. And it doesn't negate the fact that they hurt you and it doesn't free them from the consequences, but you have to understand their story. And then after that, you understanding their story, you're going from love, you're going to forgiveness. Now I've, I've, I've been transparent. I understand. I have compassion. I love. Now it allows me to forgive because now I understand. And now from forgiveness, me forgiving them and forgiving me for making me seem like it's my fault for forgiving myself for holding myself from all these opportunities that I could have came my way. I go into self responsibility and that ties in. What have I done to others because of what happened to me?
1: Mm. Most people in there
2: go through trauma in their childhood and it affects them when they're older. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's where I've, predominantly a lot of our trauma comes from, from childhood. Right. And so understanding that and saying, okay, this is how it affected me. This is where I'm responsible because I, I denied myself life's pleasures and I denied myself living abundantly and I pushed everybody
0: away. So let me go and get some help. Right. And, and let me start loving myself up. So that's where these actions we're talking about. That's where they come in. You get to continue to do more of that loving up of yourself. Keep talking, my sister. I apologize if I interrupted you. That was good.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And you, and you love yourself and you forget. And you, just, and you forgive yourself as well. And so when you have all of these things, it's a wholeness journey. Now watch this. I do healing, love, forgiveness, and self-responsibility. Those are the recipes for a a basic cake, I guess you could say. Look at making a cake and you have your basic recipes. But when you learn how to make that cake, what do you do? You got cinnamon, nutmeg. So it's gonna be different for everybody. But this is the bare bones is what we're giving you. This This is the main ingredients. And then you switch it up according to how your journey is. And so that's, For me, that worked for me. And I take from Crystal and I take from you, Tracy, what you say. And I add that to myself, to my journey. And now I start, you know, keep going throughout my life. It's an everyday thing. It doesn't end. Sorry. It's a journey.
0: Well, the the, the one thing I can say is I think being intentional is important. important, And that happens on a daily basis. And, And when I think about you know, trying to break a sugar habit for, ha- for example. And that could be a minute by minute <laughs> opportunity, right? But I gotta, I gotta think about this to condition myself. But once you've done it over a period of time, you're literally creating new pathways, new pathways of neurons in your brain. So it actually does get easier. So if that, if that's, you may start out having to be intentional every day to convince yourself that I need to do this thing, right, or to, to decide that I'm going to do this and I'm, I'm going to have to talk about it and write it down and put posties on the wall and high-five myself every day. At the end of the day, like, over time, the behavioral modification, the power of belief, the reason you're doing this work is because you're changing your beliefs. And the power of belief, it's, it's like this idea of mental coding. So you do get to decide what you, con- what, what you consider, what you make important in your brain. So, you're laying out a set of instructions, a set of directions. And so, if I, when the first time you go to a place, you gotta listen to the, you know, waves, or you gotta listen to your GPS. The first few times, maybe the first, if you're like me, the first 50 times you're going somewhere, you may have to hear it a few times. I GPSed here from golf lessons, and I've been to the studio a number of times, but I hadn't come from the north, right? So, things kind of get, you know, shifted up. And so, um, you, that, that concept of a GPS, those are directions. It's always the same. So what we're telling you here, this is success, is not a secret. I'm going to say this every show. We're giving you specific things that you can do, a specific roadmap, a specific set of instructions, a specific set of directions, and then you decide what works for you like what part of this works best for you. But, again, there's no secret. You have to decide. You, that forgiveness happens, obviously, the, everything that Dr. Um, Melissa just shared, but this idea of once you know what to do and you're not the first person who's trying to do anything, whatever that thing might be, and you're trying to change your beliefs, you do get to decide and lay out that set of instructions for your for your brain, right? For your mind, you get to actually, your brain will then scan the world and create the outcome that you want. You're going to start to filter and get to the things that you, that, that, that are going to help you to accrue to your desired outcome. Like that's just how it works. And so you're going to start filtering out the things that that aren't part of what your new beliefs are. And you're going to be zeroing in on the things that are. That's just how it works. Ladies, have you had that experience before where you've decided that something was truly important to you? I know crystal, you recently, um, you recently accomplished like these huge goals in your life, right? Where you decided that there were certain things that were important to you. Tell us about that journey and why you're like one of the, uh, best success coaches out there. Um, other than myself, of course, and I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Tell us a little bit about some of the great work you've done and how you've helped people. Like you did some, well, I think it was like last month, we, last week we talked about it briefly, but I want you to go into a little bit more detail about some of the things you've done and how this idea of leading with love has helped you to create a number of just significant, significant successes in your life and how you can help others.
1: Thank you. Yeah. So after about 10 years in real estate and various leadership positions, I still knew that there was some personal work that needed to be done in order for me to grow. And I think a lot of us can relate where we just kind of get to this place where we're having success, but we're like, dang it. I'm still like, I'm almost disgusted still. I need this growth. So I, what I realized is that when we decide and we make a commitment, there can be an event In our lives. It's an event where we can make a decision to say, I want to change and I'm going to make that commitment. I'm going to be intentional to love myself and become that person that I ultimately desire, but it's a process. Okay. So the event can be making the decision, but who we become is a process. So in the very end of September of 2021, I decided I was going to commit to my business and to myself personally. I was able to, between my revenue share, my stocks, and my real estate business, I was able to double my income. I grew my own real estate team, doubled my team in members. I completed what's called a 75 hard challenge, hard as in hard, H-A-R-D challenge. Uh, Became an author, wrote a book called Winning in Real Estate, and uh, in a month, I'll be moving full-time my real estate business and partnering with a top team in the nation to grow into Seattle and San Diego, and that was all within five months, and the reason I had that success was because I decided to make the commitment to myself to love myself, to make those micro habits every single day in order to reach that success, because I knew that people's lives were depending on me, it was no longer just selling real estate and being a coach for a career in public speaking. It was literally m- making those habits and committing to them myself so that I could transform, so that I could help others transform. I will say it takes daily, daily commitments and following those habits. You'll start to learn to trust yourself and those traumas from our life and those things that have happened and when we've created resentment and closed ourselves off, we'll start to open up more and trust ourselves and love others fully. And that's how I was able to have success in my real estate, in my career and in my coaching and in my own personal life and lose 20 pounds during that time. (laughs) Is that
0: amazing? That is so awesome. (laughs) We love you. you, Crystal. We love you. I, I was so thrilled to, Bring you into the show, and you're actually sponsoring the month of February. I want to just take a moment to give your organization, your business name, a little call out.
1: So, can you tell us the name of your business? And yes. So, Inspire Your Why Coaching is my personal business, a founder of, and have been coaching people in their career. I'm also a Success Magazine certified coach um, and CEO of Crystal Estates. I love uh, Inspire it. Your Why Coaching, mm-hmm. and you can get a hold of me on Instagram, Facebook, and on winninginrealestatebook.com as well. I love it. So if we go back to the concept of inspiring your why.
0: I love the name of that. So there, I bring people on. This, this show is not about a lot of controversy. I don't bring people on that think totally opposite to what I think. right? There's typically some alignment, which is why we can have these conversations that build on each other, that are very strategic. There's that synergistic opportunity that la- allows these things to hopefully help people in a deeper way because we get to have a, a, you know, a fun and integrated you know, conversation about the topic. So you and I are very much aligned. Uh, When you think about the concept of my business is called It's All Bigger Than Me Consulting and yours is called Inspire Your Why. Inspire Your Why. Let's talk about the importance of the why. We have 15 minutes left in this show, actually 12. And so I kind of want us to do a couple of things. One of the things that Mel talked about was the key to doing what you said is practicing what you say you want to do. So why do you want to change is so important. Really finding what is your why. What is your why? So in order to change and to to really create the life of your dreams, the most successful, most powerful year yet in your life, in order to do that, you get to decide. You get to decide what you want to accomplish and, and, and why you want to accomplish it. Like you got to practice what you say you want to do, you got to do it every day. It's about those micro actions. But it's really important to touch base and to connect with your why. Like I know I was put on this earth for, to, to change the world. And so I do this show specifically because I know that we can. I know that we are. And I know that it contributes to the book. It holds me accountable for having these type of conversations with amazing people. Uh, Crystal, let's talk a little bit more about what would you say to one of your clients about their why and why the why is so important.
1: Yes. So inspire your why coaching, right? The why is so important because oftentimes we can get off track from our goals. We'll have goals. We'll have these big, hairy, audacious plans. And then as Mike Tyson says, uh, sometimes we get punched in the mouth. And so, you know, um, people will sometimes say, and I totally understand. They'll say, I get up every day for my kids. They're my why. And let's say, unfortunately, something happened to someone's kids and they were gone. What ultimately would still get you up out of bed every single day right and so what, what I tell coaching clients is I say what do you feel the deeper purpose and meaning for you on this planet is because there's all kinds of people talk about their why all the time right and I attended a funeral recently and I think about if I was in an elevator with someone today and then I got into an accident and passed away, how would I leave that person feeling? And so when I'm sitting at the table with people and I'm asking them, you know, are you coachable (laughs) and are you ready to take on this growth opportunity and believe that it's possible? It's that knowing that what is the greater impact that they want to have on this earth? If they were to leave tomorrow, what is the impact that they're that they want to create? And sometimes people don't know. Right. And that's okay. And we can break that down. But ultimately, they do know we just need help. Figuring that out and getting a path. And so that's what I help with people is I believe that understanding ultimately what our why is, is the secret to, to achieving our best selves and helping others. So that's my goal is Simon Sinek says um, he's one, Simon Sinek, he's a leadership coach and entrepreneur. And he says, you know, it's not about getting to the finish line. It's about how many people we can help. So as a public speaker and completing the 75 hard and doubling my business with real estate agents, I want to help people cross the finish line. And that's what's important about inspiring other people's why and empowering them in a safe space. And that's why I love what you're doing because it's bigger than us, right? We can help so many people and inspiring people. It's it's bigger than you and I. So I love what you're doing. So thank you for having me on. I love you. I love you both so much. And what, and what I also love is that like, we, we're
0: bringing answers. Like, we're not just having conversations. We know for a fact what it takes to be successful, right? And we're, and we're also putting ourselves out there as women who are successful in some areas of our life but are also working in other areas of our life because we want you to know that it's a journey, right? Life is a journey. Success is a journey. It's not about the destination, although we do want to achieve goals and achieve new goals and create new goals, right? So there, there are goals that we will accomplish, but it's, it's in the doing that we become successful, it's in the journey. It's in that, you know, you talk about the butterfly that's struggling to get out of the cocoon, right? It's like if someone opened that up for them, then they wouldn't be a healthy, successful, you know, butterfly that does what butterflies do, right? Because, you know, it's in that process that they get to work their lungs, that you get to work the process, that you get to work what's gonna make you, right? The happiest, the best, the most successful. So it's not so don't don't lament that you're going through a struggle. Let me just talk to you for a minute do not lament the problem right if your heart was broken it's okay that too was meant for your good so what we're going to ask you to do is to not think about that right to focus on what do you want to see in your future what do you love how do you want to lead with love right what example do you want to showcase for others in your life nieces nephews children whatever it might be friends right you know truly the biggest goal is ensuring that no matter what happens, that you don't allow it to close your heart, that you don't allow it to harden you, right? That's the win. It's not the fact that shenanigans happen. What is that show? I think I talked about it before, Crystal. Um, uh, the Handmaid's Tale. Dramatic, crazy, ridiculous, right? They won all these, these Emmys or whatever, you know, whatever. Uh, amazing show, but it was traumatic what was happening to those individuals. And, and the heroine, you know, I won't tell you about it. I won't do any spoiler alerts. But what I can say is she had some really traumatic things happen, violations uh, that were just dark. And I don't even like dark shows. But What I loved about that is it got to remind me that the success is not in freeing others, right? Freeing yourself. It's not just in that. That's great. But it's about how you do it. Did you do the work with joy? Did you do it? Did you find joy in the process? Did you allow it to change you? Are you a better person today because of what happened, right? Can you show up with positive energy? So it's not just about succeeding in a thing, right? What if you succeeded and you crushed people along the way? What if you succeeded and you became a hard person that didn't love or trust anyone else? There's no winning in that, right? So it is about how you move through this process as well. Ladies, we have less, approximately five minutes. This has been an amazing conversation. I wanted to thank you each for being so open and vulnerable today about where you are in your personal lives. We want to end with the, these final actions, the points of clarification, anything you want to share with people about the importance of success, living their best, most successful, powerful year yet, and leading with love. What actions would you recommend? You're talking to one person right now who's struggling. What would you say? And I'm going to start with you, Dr. Commodore.
2: I would say, um, I would give them the harsh truth at first. I would say, you are where you are because of how you think. And if you can change your mindset and see yourself in a better way, you can become that. So don't limit yourself in your own thought process. Sometimes we limit ourselves and think, oh, I can't get that house or I can't get that husband or that wife or that job. Well, then you won't, or they'll be negative to me. Start changing it right here. Start changing it right here in your mind and start thinking positive about yourself, about your life, so that you can live abundantly and then you can receive all the healing and all of the love and all the forgiveness that's meant for you to have.
0: That's what I would say. I love you. Now, you just said a little bit something about believing that you can, like, you have to believe that it is for you. Yeah. You have to believe that there's something that you deserve whatever that thing is. If you don't believe it then you're not going to fully embrace You're not going to really be able to create and imagine it in your mind. But once you believe it, you can achieve it. Doesn't it sound like so super corny once you believe it you can't achieve it? The reason these kind of <laughs> the reason these kind of little quotes continue is because they're true. <laughs> right? We say we bring in age old wisdom, scientific proof, real people with solid stories. We like th- this show is about all those things combined. And so we're not trying to say, oh, we're going to tell you something brand new that you've never heard before. Hopefully there's some mix of that, right? But if we weren't coming back to some classics, to what we know to be true, then that, that shame on us, right? Because the reason they're classics is because it is known, it is proven to work. Ms. Crystal, same question for you. What would you share with someone who is in need right now? What action-oriented next steps would you share?
1: Step by step right? Giving yourself grace step by step. But there's been a few pillars that have helped me with growth, growth and loving myself. And number one is curiosity. Surround yourself with people that have opposing ideas, but stay open. Number two, being open to opportunities, being open to love, being open to uh, changing yourself and transforming and the willingness, being willing to do the work, to be at cause in your own life and to make a change. And surround yourself with people who are going to help validate you and help hold you accountable, like Coach Tracy, like myself. And believe in yourself, like Dr. Commodore said, believe in yourself that anything is possible. And go out there and make those micro habits and tell yourself, love yourself, give yourself the high five in the morning, love yourself. And uh, tomorrow, especially on Valentine's Day, love up on yourself and love up on the people around you. And live your best life and best year. I love it. Girl, you just said so much.
0: Now I got to go. Now I have to (laughs) tag on to what you said. Let's talk a little bit more about the steps. We, We do know how important it is to really focus on the steps that you need to take to be successful. I'm a PM. I'm a project manager, right? So we like to say plan the work and work the plan. Plan the work and work the plan. So when Crystal talks about the steps that you need to take to be successful, that is so critical. It's also important that as you visualize whatever your future is, as you visualize your success and whatever that next step is, the one thing you want to make sure you're doing is you're, you're visualizing the steps that you need to take. I'm visualizing me working out and drinking more water and eating more healthy and vegetables and all the things, right? That's what Fit Tracy does. So, so Crystal, you mentioned the concept of steps, steps. Those micro um, motions, those micro affirmations, but also the micro actions that are going to get you there. Talk a little bit more about why that consistency is so, so, so
1: very important. Well, the consistency builds the habits, but they're also little measures, right? They're little markers for us, benchmarks for us to know how we're winning and we're succeeding, right? So along the way in the 75 hard, we had to take a picture every single day, but you couldn't always see the change. But every 30 days, you could definitely see the changes. So that's really important is having the plan. It might change along the way, but at least have the plan and then use those old benchmarks as little wins so that you can celebrate in order to keep going. I love it. I love it. Now, the other thing you said was, about being
0: at cause. I think some people may not know what that means. We we use that language in success. Talk a little bit about that and how important that is for people who are ready to change. Let's get people to check in on where they are in the process.
1: Yeah, another word for that could be is coachable. Just really being self-aware of where are you at right now? If you have a goal or something you want to grow in your life, double your income, be a better public speaker, have some coaching in your career. That really means saying, okay, this is where I'm really at. And here's where I want to go. And as success coaches like you and I, Tracy, what we do is we help kind of fill in the gaps and help people grow. Being at cause. Where are we at today? And then saying, I'm willing to do the work and love myself in order to go where i desire i love that so much and i actually was, was helping a friend out
0: a lady who said she was ready for change and i'm like are you sure because when, yeah. you, when you work with me like I'm, I'm all in i'm all in. i'm gonna want it as much as you want it and we were doing some work and i'm all about excellence as well and so uh what i realized when it got down to it she really wasn't ready and it's okay not to be ready but don't but don't also don't um put yourself down if you're not ready you know mel talks about giving yourself a runway Right, putting that space out there so that when you're ready, you're able to truly be successful, and, and really deciding if you are coachable. Again, Tracy at it's all bigger than me dot com. It's it's all bigger than me dot com. You know, is is the website? And, and Crystal, your website is. Say that one more time.
1: Winning in real estate book dot com. I love it. Or, uh, mm-hmm. or what? Or inspire your why coaching on Instagram for us. Folks that like
0: Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> of course we love Instagram. So we're going to be back next week. and We're going to continue this conversation. Crystal, I'm so glad to have you part of this conversation and part of this team and part of this work. So listen, people, if there's one thing I just need for each of you to remember is that you deserve the, to live the best, most successful, the most powerful year yet. We're giving you specific things you can do to get there. So do the work. Do the work. You got this. This is Tracy, and again, it's bigger than me, but together it's not bigger than us. We got this.